Welcome to Story Comic Presents, where we interview amazing storytellers and artists. This is episode 89. We are honored to have with us again Tony McMillan. He's the creator behind the heavy metal horror novel and Augmented Fourth, the sci-fi fantasy graphic novel Lumen, Serious Creatures, which he talked about when he was on here last fall about his comic book series about a teenage special effects artist working in Hollywood. And now, Attaboy. An oversized treasury edition graphic novel disguised as a video game instruction manual, which is, as of this recording, um, out on Kickstarter. You've already reached your goal. Congratulations, Tony. Uh, Thank you. Welcome back to the show. This is exciting stuff. It's it's a total pleasure. I appreciate you having me back. Uh, I, I love hearing the the list of stuff I've done. It makes me feel good about myself. You know, it's 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 good. Uh, yeah, Attaboy is, is doing really good. Um, it's I think we have 15 days left in the Kickstarter. It reached its, it reached the goal. I think it's at 150 percent uh, funded, or you know, so love to get to 200 percent. Love to you know get to 500 percent. But we'll see what we do. And yeah, and so I we I was watching. I was watching this progression of this and I was frankly I was surprised about how quick of a turnaround you already put it on the Kickstarter like I thought this was going to be like a couple of years or something but you you turned it around for didn't you start this back in October yeah, that sounds about right. Um, yeah, you know, I am really worried that I'm going to die someday so I'm just trying to get out as much material as possible and uh it's 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 funny because I, I I love artists who go on really good runs like of a band like the Rolling Stones had these four great albums in a row I really think that's cool and so I think I'm on a good run and I mean hopefully Attaboy isn't like the one that destroys like knocks all over but I think it's I think people are gonna like it um, but I, I I figure after this maybe one or two more projects and then there'll be a break and then I can finally breathe and then I'll start phase two of whatever I'm doing with my uh, career but uh, I I yeah I have I have a lot of things are always cooking so when one thing's done. Is usually at least one or two things that are ready to go if I want to, you know, indulge in them. Because you also, and also too, uh, since we talked to you last September, you also have a podcast now. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, 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 um, can, can I say the s the s word, the curse word, or should I bleep it out? It, it, the name bleep, bleep it out. You can say sure. it too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the podcast is called Too Young for This S H Blank T. Um, it, it's uh, about action movies and about the action movies I grew up on. And so me and my, my uh, friend Peter Leon uh, co-hosted together, and we have a lot of guests, a lot of comic book artists or guests on the show. And it's been fun to kind of just uh, revel in um, nostalgia for action films and um, just talking about like being such a young boys in America in the 80s and 90s, kind of uh, just being like mainline to this stuff. And it's pretty, a lot of it's pretty silly, but uh, we also have a lot of affection for it. So um it's been fun to discuss that with various people, you know, and I've had guests from Nova Scotia and so sort of international, you know, getting people who all love these movies uh, for better or for worse. Well, technically it is international if you've had someone from Nova Scotia. There you go, you know, so right. we're, we're, we're cosmopolitans. We're, we're keeping it pretty classy. Um, <laughs> but, you know, but that's it's been funny. I've, I've been talking about doing it for a long time. My buddy Pete Leon was like. Last year we said we're going to do this. Uh, I was like, okay, I'm done with serious creatures. Okay, let's do this podcast. And it, we actually finished the first season. There's 12 episodes. You can find it uh, on any podcast, like Apple Podcast, and then you listen to. Right. It's, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of scheduling. I'm sure you're you're aware of how much work that can be. Um, I think next season, less guests. We're figure we're kind of streamlining it a little bit because it was a, it was a lot to, for me to the handle. So yeah, um, 
talk about the 12 episodes what were they so it was is it each episode you talk about a, a different movie we did sort of um a half and half so six episodes are about a, a movie a piece right we'll okay. pick aliens or predator or demolition man the other six are sort of like open-ended questions like uh what's rank the action heroes right. let's uh talk about the best diehard ripoffs let's talk about arnold schwarzenegger as a concept and the, and that was so there i think those are uh i like them both but those can be really fun if you have a uh, a, a good guest or two to kind of really get kind of heady about uh lowbrow culture, which is right. my favorite kind of uh mixture. Oh. So, uh, are you, so what, when's it, when does next season start for that? I do not know. Um, I, I basically, I was just trying to finish this season. And so it might be a while. Cause um, I got some other things to do. I'm going to take a little bit of a, a, a you know, a summer break a little bit, right. although it's not real. I have something I ain't going to work on. There's nothing I'm going to release, but uh it, it'll come out soon, but the 12 episodes, they're, they're all out there now in the wild, and I think they're really fun. And Peter Leon, my, my, he's my good friend. We used to be in a band together. I've known him since high school. He's great because he has no pretensions. So I can be kind of like um, really smart, kind of creator, artsy type, and he's always like, that's, that's not – he's like, stop putting on airs. And, and he's very nonchalant. And so I think it's a fun mixture of us politely uh, arguing over nonsense and, and, our, <laughs> and our guests sort of being referees. Well, so, but if you ever talk about like romancing the stone or Jewel of the Nile or Firewalker, I, I, I'm, I'm your man. I'll come in and talk to you about it. I love those movies. When I was a kid, uh, especially the, the first one, uh, uh, Jewel of the Nile. Or at least you know, the, 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 the romancing the stone. Yeah. yeah. The alligator boots. As a kid, I always remembered that. I was like, mm -hmm. that's the cool. And I love Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito had a really good uh, run in the 80s and, and 90s. Yeah. And of course, of uh, Taxi. So I, as a kid, I, I, I thought he was the greatest. You know, I just rewatched Batman Returns. I was like, oh, he's so good as Penguin. I always loved that movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, for that was that was the movie I remember that, and I, I still remember to this day with the opening night of that because I had a huge crush on Michelle Pfeiffer. June nineteenth was opening night of uh, Batman Returns. I'm sure she remembers too, man. You know, like uh, <laughs> and she, she's amazing that film. Like I, I never, like, I never dismissed her, but like rewatching, I was like, I can't remember. I can't. For, uh, I didn't remember how good she is in every scene. She just makes the most of it, and she's even some sort of clunky lines she can deliver. Like when she says "meow," it can be really kind of dorky, but she just makes it work. She sells it. I love it. Right. Yeah. 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 There's some great, and also too, there's some great ways. Get the the benefit of doing your type of podcast right now is that. If you're doing it like 10 years ago or 50, you, you don't have direct access to all these classic, all these 80s, 90s movies, you right. basically you can find anything you want to talk about. You can either watch it through a streaming service or rent it through a streaming service. Now. Oh, yeah. It's, it's almost and most of these movies are really popular films so like it's not too hard to find but yeah there's almost no excuse oh, we're not going to watch we're not looking for obscure like french new wave films that are hard to find you know these are big you know, blockbuster films for the most part right. but um it's been fun rewatching those films too because you, you know as an adult some things become kind of campy and fun but there's also sometimes some things I'm like no i still am very attached to this i have this like uh I don't know this kind of this sort of like built-in memory of loving this, and it's it'll it'll stay with me. So that's been fun to discuss. And, and we always end each episode if we watch we talk about a film. We always go, is this a, a good action movie, or is this is this a great movie, or just a great action film? Because we have a kind of distinction. Right. And most of the ones we cover kind of tend end up being both. They end up being a great film as well as a great action film. I think. Mm. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, um, yeah I and I. I I have it on there. I have it queued up too on your your podcast. I'm excited. I've been I've been I've been waiting because ever since ever since you know COVID, 
I haven't been able to need to drive and go to meetings and stuff like mm. that. So I haven't been able to listen to the podcast yet, but I'm looking, ex- I'm excited to get, listen to that stuff. It's funny. My, my co-host, Peter Leon, like, I, I, like episode three, uh, I, we we're talking about like the format. He's like, he's like, I don't listen to podcasts. I never listened to podcasts in my entire life. I was like, you want to be the co-host and you haven't listened to it? He's like, no. And he's like, I live in Arizona. I don't, you know, I drive, it's like not that long to get to work. And I'm like, oh, cause I live in Massachusetts. I take the subway. I'm like so used to podcasts. I always like, that's a big part of my day. And even with, if lockdown, you know, I, I like to jog and I'm, I, there's always uh, a, a good excuse to listen to a podcast. So, I, I, you know, I, I would love to help somebody forget about their day for 40 minutes out of their day. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and also, too, is like, it, how, I don't know where you get the time for all this stuff. As I say, you've, you're working on projects. You're a dad. You you got a you got a job. You got all kinds of stuff going on for you. So, um, it's so one of these days we should probably just talk about how you actually manage your task management. I think is yeah. I'm I'm really bad at everything else I do except this this creative stuff. I, I actually so I'm terrible father, terrible husband, bad worker. <laughs> um, and, and it shows. My life is in shambles. But I have a podcast now, and I have a comic book. So, you know, that's that's my trick is, you know, always just find a way to, to put off anything that's serious yeah. and important and just do something <laughs> that's nonsense. You're a great dad. Who are you kidding? Right? <laughs> Thank you. No, it, it, it's, it, it's funny. Um, Being a dad and, and your father yourself, you, I'm sure you understand this. Um, Becoming a father, it made me realize how much time there actually is in a day if you do not waste any time because you kind of have to find like, okay, I have an hour. It's free. What can I do in that hour? And before I had a kid, I just kind of, oh, it's, you know, la da 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 It's become a real wake-up call. Like, okay, well, you have this small window. What can you do? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, speaking about that too, let's just jump right in and talk about Attaboy. You yeah. talked about Attaboy as a... Uh, oh, how, what would you, what'd you say? So basically it was, you said it was a, uh, a based off of a video game that may or may not have existed. Yeah. And so what's fun about the book is there's almost three stories at once happening. And so one story is, um, this is a video game I remember as a kid, uh, and, and no one else seems to remember it. And so it becomes sort of a Mandela effect kind of story. Like, why doesn't anyone remember this game? Why do I remember it? And that's one aspect. And another aspect of the story is the story of the game itself, which is uh, a little boy robot named Attaboy who um, loses his father, who's Dr. Atta, and he's going to fight the evil motherboard uh, to get kind of uh, justice. And the third level is a really weirdly, despite all this fantastic robot um, sci-fi kind of action, it's a really personal story about me uh, growing up and kind of... um, thinking about the escapism of a child of, of video games and comic books and, and other things like that were um, sort of trying to get a, get away from um, some things in real life that I didn't like so much and the good and the bad that happens if you, if you grow up and you don't kind of ever grow out of that. Mm. And so at the same time, I think those, those are three different things that are happening at once, but um, the story can be really fun uh, and, and just kind of breezy if you want it to be. And there's little, there's little nooks and crannies that are a little deeper if you want to kind of follow those rabbit holes. And so it, it's a, it's a really strange project. I was describing it as David Lynch's mega man, which I don't know if that's exactly <laughs> accurate, but um, kind of gives you an idea of how, what the, what the weird mixture of things is going to be. And, but see, you see like there's pages, like it's, it works as a video game manual in some pages where there's like just instructions and there's like character, like this different bosses you fight and there's tips and tricks, but there's also, it's a comic book adventure and there's a story there. And then some of the narration is kind of that personal edge to it. 
And so one one of the tricks was like, I don't know any other books like this, so I don't know, I don't know what to look to for um for uh, examples of how to do this. So I had to kind of just carve my own path. Right. Now, so so when you're talking to some people about this, have they said, "Oh, you like you said, Mega Man"? Is there any other homages that you see from some other classic games well, as well? Yeah. So it's funny. Um, despite you know, there's definitely a lot of Mega Man, and Mega Man is, of course, there would be no Mega Man without Astro Boy. And so, um, and Astro Boy, you know, is something I've always known about. I've never honestly read Astro Boy, but mm -hmm. I'm I, I'm aware of it. And I I love his his look and visual. But there's a lot of stuff about like I'm a big Zelda fan, and so when I was a kid, I had a, an older cousin who um, was playing Zelda, and the game was actually a little too complex for me. But I loved the manual because the manual is fully illustrated, and there's all these beautiful illustrations. And this is before I read The Hobbit or or even watched like the movie Willow. So this is sort of my first fantasy story was the Zelda manual, and I always thought it was a really on its own, a cool piece of art. And so mm -hmm. that was the biggest inspiration for Attaboy is I was trying to capture that Zelda manual's kind of magic. It's, um, it, it told a full story all on its own, even if you never played the game. And so that was one of the big things, but there's also, there's visuals that are really inspired by like Metroid. I love Metroid. It's almost, right. almost all these are going to be inspired by like old Nintendo games. That's, that's the, that's the system I grew up on. So there's some, some Super Mario Bros. 2, there's some Metroid, a little Contra, um, lots of Mega Man, and then th there's other inspiration, which is from comics and 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 movies too, and and um, other other things. But the games, of course, are, are right there on the surface. I think there's there, and this is seven. Was it seventy four pages? Yeah, it's it's, it's it's yeah, it's huge, and and it, it is it's oversized too. So it's like you know, it's it's really big. But um, oh, wait, let me get that get you right yeah. up there. But it, it's you know, it's it's near treasury size and. Um, yeah, seventy-four pages. It's it's you know almost like three issues of a comic, or even I guess a little more. But it, what's great about it is you know with the size of it, I, I had I could really indulge in and in making you know the art as as impactful as I want it to be, like a widescreen kind of movie thing. Right. But also seventy-four pages, I I could take my time with the actual story beats and and keep it breezy, you know. And but it's it's just full of fun stuff and like like stuff like this. There's a lot of homages. Like that's an actual. Uh, riff on jack kirby's captain victory there's a great two-page spread in captain victory which i always love and so i try to um do a tribute to that with, with stuff like that and right. so there's little homages to that and um a bunch of other books i love so what was the what was your reasoning behind doing it as a um treasury oversized treasury size? yeah so Okay, so the first treasury size book I ever read was uh, probably uh, Big Guy and Rusty the Boy Robot from Frank Miller and Jeff Darrow. Mm -hmm. And I, I like that a lot. Actually, that's another boy robot. But um, I, I like that a lot. And I liked how big everything looked. And of course, Jeff Darrow's art is so detailed that really um, helped. And, and he did the same thing with Hard Boiled, where oversized kind of really um, helped to see the details. But then uh, years later, uh, Eric Larson did a book called uh, Herculean. Herculean was this um, treasury size giant book. And um, I was like, when I saw that book, I was like, oh man, this feels like a, like a rock concert. This is like a, this is more than just a comic book. Like this feels so big and, and all the action just really leapt off the page. And so I got really into um, that format, but I had, I kept thinking, um, I have, to, I have to use the right story for that. It has to be action packed. It has to be big and bright. Something that would really benefit from being um, giant. So like serious creatures wasn't right. And um, when, when I kept thinking about Attaboy, I was like, oh, man, it'd be really fun to um, 
because especially because video game manuals are so small to right. go the opposite route and make this giant video game manual. And I did think, you know, initially a lot of video game manuals from the Nintendo were um, they're sort of uh, their landscape format. They're more rectangular. And so I tried a few pages like that. And I realized early on the only problem with doing a widescreen comic is that if you do a double page spread, they're all double page spreads in a way right. it, it, it doesn't really have the same effect. And so I thought it'd be more useful to have a, a normal rectangular comic that every once in a while there's a double page spread that makes it a little more impactful. But, you know, after, after getting, think about treasury editions, I, I finally bought some old Marvel treasury editions. I got the, the Thor one by Kirby and that's, that's beautiful. And I, I, I was like, this is, if, if I had my druthers, like every comic would be huge. And it's funny, I, I read some manga uh, and some books that are kind of manga size where they shrink them down. And that's fine. It's cool. You take it to the beach, put it in your back pocket. But I, I, in general, I want to see art really big. And there, there, there's some minuses. Like sometimes, you know, art can benefit from being shrunk down a little bit, like a regular comic book size. But also sometimes things really benefit from being giant. So with this book, um, what's cool about being, I could do big splash pages, but I also do um, really dense panel pages. I wasn't worried about doing 20 panels on a page because you can read it. You can read it just fine. They're not going to be, uh, you're not going to get lost. Right. So how did you just from a just from a perspective of just uh, the the design and creation perspective was this all done was this all digitally cuz you you do live draws Yeah yeah you know so basically um I still draw almost everything uh on paper with ink Okay but I but I color digitally and 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 sometimes if I make a, a little mistake like I don't like the way I drew uh, an eye or a part of a face or a, a finger I will digitally fix uh, little things mm. but uh but usually it's it's all um, it's ink on paper and mostly I have no problem with the uh, digital art per se. But um, the way I draw, how messy and kind of organic it is, I can't really do that on uh, with digital means, at least not yet. So I prefer right. like drawing with ink. You know, I use a Pilot Parallel pen for most of my art, which is a chisel tip pen. Okay. So it, yeah, it, it gives it gives that really kind of um, it's a weird texture. It looks almost like uh, woodblock kind of kind of stuff right. sometimes. And so I, I really kind of uh, embraced, I embraced being me. And I think that's been the best bet I, I've ever uh, taken. So like, I hope that when people see these pages, if they know who I am, they go, they go, oh, that, that looks like Tony. That it doesn't look like anybody else. Right now. Cause I remember, yeah, the other, the other day I was watching one of your live streams as you're drawing and I was, I was fascinated just by watching you as you, it was almost like what you like, oh, you almost had a paintbrush, but you said it's like a wide tip. Yeah. It's, that's it's, it's great. And, and you know, if you can fill up ink cartridges and, you know, and that's, that's something I started doing, I think about five or six years ago using that pen and I haven't looked back. And one of the reasons why is, you know, I used to use like a, a crow quill, you know, dip my, dip my pen and then use, use some, um, some paint brushes uh, also to fill in blacks. And I, 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 what I like about this pilot parallel pen is that it's the only tool I need. So I don't need to switch tools. And so, um, I kind of liken it to, um, uh, in film, you know, when they started using the digital cameras, the one big benefit, although I think actual film does look better, but the benefit of digital cameras is that they don't have to wait for dailies. You can shoot something and then immediately go, oh, how did it look? Great. And just keep going. So you can just, you can just keep rolling. And so with me doing this, I don't ever have to pause if I don't want to. Mm. And, and sometimes the pause is good, actually, but it also there's there's a flow and it can, it can be unbroken. I can just keep drawing with this one tool. I need, if I need a big um black smear i can do that if i do a fine line thing i can do that with this pen just using the edge of it so it's it's sort of a swiss army knife for me and so i think it's really helped my um 
my style and also help me just kind of uh just kind of have a if i want to get into real almost like a fugue state of drawing i can just never never have to stop until i run out of ink and i have to you know reload it so i'm curious as well be I, I love talking about world building in a bit it's like do you have i remember we talked about it um when we were talking about serious creatures obviously serious creatures was not connected to to lumens or any of that stuff um it, it was its own it's it was its own it was its own world basically is there any easter eggs or something for any of your tony that your your tony readers that would find in any of this oh yeah i can't help myself so um what's <laughs> what's fun too is actually in serious creatures there's a guy wearing an attaboy shirt oh really yeah and, and there's also uh, somebody wearing an apple owl shirt which is a, a character from lumen so in this one um what there's a scene with um attaboy and he has a bunch of power-ups and so one of the power-ups is a little shark symbol, a triangular shark, which is from Serious Creatures. That's like the Jaws kind of shark. And then there's also an Apple Owl symbol again. And, and there's actually a part where um, Attaboy in this book says BIP. And BIP's sort of like the catchphrase for uh, Esteban from Lumen. And what's funny was, you know, Serious Creatures is kind of more separate than these other two. Right. But I am, am thinking about doing a team-up book of Attaboy and Lumen. Like, it's one of the things I really... I mean, I've been thinking about doing a team book with those two guys and two other new characters. I've been reading old Defenders books lately. I'm like, oh, it'd be really fun to have like a, you know, like a weird kind of uh, mismatched team that doesn't really get along that's on a bunch of adventures. So I, I think one of these days I'm going to pull that off. Well, you know, you, what, you, what you could do, what you could do is... is make uh an instruction manual but have it based off of kind of like a street fighter thing where you have all your oh, characters i love that yeah it's funny i uh, one of the projects I, I don't think i'm gonna do it but i was gonna uh, enlist a bunch of artists to do sort of uh pinups is like i want to do a, a fighting game manual and i was gonna call it a melee on main street it's about a suburban fighting game mm -hmm. so they're just they're different people like you know the crossing guard uh you know the mailman the ice cream man all these different like kind of suburban icons fighting each other but it, you know, I it just I got so many things going on. I just never like followed through with it. But I love fighting games, and I love actually all the all the characters. So that's something to be really fun. What is your so with that said? How many as a uh, previous guest taught me this term? Whips works in progress. How many how, how many uh, you know like WIPs do you have floating in there? That in in is is there anything more we can look forward to for any of your existing IPs like Lumen or Attaboy now? Yeah, um, definitely. Um, I think everyone has a million ideas, that, you know, so I, I have a million ideas if they're any good or if they're going to happen, who knows. But um, the things that I know are going to happen is that uh, with Lumen, I want to do more Lumen. I actually have an idea called Lumen, the Lost Levels. And the idea would be to do three or four issues, which are um, like the first, it'll be a, a little mini series, but the first issue will say Lumen 100, issue 159 or issue 32. And it'd be out of order. And you'll sort of get this weird sort of like, it's like when you get a bunch of back issues at a comic book yeah. shop and you're like, this is Fantastic Four number 300 and then this is issue 17. And you're like, I don't know how this relates to each other. but So it'd be kind of fun to do a, a weird story like that and have like stories that take place way in the future of, of what we read last time in Lumen and then, you know, stories that take place uh, in the past even. So right. that's, that's something I've been kind of dreaming about because I love Lumen. There's a lot more territory to kind of mark out there. But that's it's not going to happen anytime soon because the next comic book is going to be serious creatures volume two, which will complete right. that story. So I have six more issues to make of that. And um, that's definitely going to be like uh, if issue one doesn't come out by the end of this year, it's going to be the beginning of next year. But uh, I'm really looking forward to kind of completing that story and, 
it's funny doing Attaboy, part of it was um, doing serious creatures. I was like, okay, I'm kind of tired of drawing like park benches and real people and, and stuff like ordinary stuff. And Attaboy was cool to, to go the opposite route, but now I'm kind of missing drawing normal stuff a little bit, or at least people in t-shirts and, and more conversational stuff. So it'd be cool to return to that. But then in between that, uh, I had these two uh, prose novels, which I I wrote two years ago, three years ago, and they've been sitting there. And so I'm going to go over them one more time, and I'm going to finally publish them. They're, they're a connected uh, piece. There was going to be a trilogy, but I, I, I just kind of turned it into two books. And that's called Higher Climbs of Fire. And that should be coming out this year. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So And that that should be really cool. That's I've been describing it as like, a, it's like Mark Twain's Dune. It's like this, <laughs> yeah, it's it's like a folk rock kind of sci-fi epic. It's it's like if Bob Dylan uh was <laughs> Bob Dylan was was in the middle of the Dune world or something. It's it's really weird. But uh, I'm I'm and that's actually it's it's fun about that is that that connects everything. So if you read that story, there's little bits of Attaboy, little bits of Lumen, little bits of Augmented Fourth. It, it's almost like that's like sort of um the the linchpin of my whole little universe and it it's hasn't like come out dark yet tower series of the that's yeah. exactly what i was thinking um it's it, it, it is exactly my dark tower series yeah. it's it, it's a, it, it talks about multiple universes and stuff like that so it kind of makes sense but um I, I, i've been sitting on that for years i think some of my best stuff so i can't wait to get that out there right. but you know i've all i have so many weird ideas that i i hope i get get them ready but um it's like i, I play guitar and I, make, I write songs and, and a lot of times i'll make a riff and it's not ready yet. It's there's something cool there, but it'll be three years later, and I finish it, and I go, oh great, now it's good. I, I don't know what needed to happen, but it just wasn't ready yet. So there's a right. few things like that. Wow. Is there? Do you have? Well, that was as you're writing music. Is there? Is there any accompanying like soundtrack for Attaboy that you've written out? Uh, no, I did that for Augmented Fourth. I actually got a band, and we recorded a couple like Black Sabbath esque songs. That was a lot of fun. Um, Attaboy. I, it, to me, you know, I have a song on the trailer, which is uh, I didn't write, which is a very 8-bit kind of video right. game sound. It'd be something like that or, or, or John Carpenter kind of synth yeah. sound. But I'm not capable of doing that. But that, that'd be the dream. But I, I have um, I have I have another project which um, I might do, which is basically like um, a vampire werewolf story. But it's basically about Iggy Pop and David Bowie. <laughs> And about their Berlin years. And so that I, I keep thinking of songs which I could could apply to that. And that's almost like a weird spiritual sequel to Augment It Fourth. Right. But um <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna get to that ever either. At what point would you ever be like how how close to the vest do you prefer your IPs to be? Is there would there ever be a point if someone says, Hey, listen, I love what's going on with Lumen. Do you mind if I wrote a script? Do you could I yeah, you know, that that's interesting. I never really thought of that. It, with Lumen or Attaboy, it could be interesting because, you know, I love uh, mainstream comic book characters. And so right. it is kind of fun to have like, oh, this is, uh, you know, Michael Golden's version of the Avengers. But there's also, you know, this guy's version of the Avengers or, you know, whoever. Or, you know, Salvage Shimmer does a version. It'd be kind of cool to see what they, what, what they could do with it. Um, so for those that kind of make sense, Serious Creatures, I think, is a little more like, it's, it's good yeah and it's a finite story i really right. see an end point to that so that one i i, I couldn't see but i would love that and i actually love people have drawn like before attaboy and came out people have been doing fan art and i i'm i love it it makes me feel so like good to see that like people one guy uh jerome made this um this like little clay version of him of attaboy and he had like lasers coming out of his finger and i was like it's just beautiful i love it and so and actually i did a video 
uh, real quick to show people how to draw his face, like a, like a quick cheat, because it's, it's a really weird triangular face with a flat head. So I was like, oh, you do it like this. This is how I do it. And uh, no one's listened to it, but that's, that's you know, that's cooler. It's, it's cool to see like, their visions of it. But um, right. And of course, if, if somebody like a, a creator who I like, like love, uh, like if Michelle Fife or like, you know, Keith Giffen was like, oh, I want to do Attaboy. I'd be like, oh, please, that'd be great. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, it's probably never going to happen, but I'll be, yeah, go ahead, go for it. In fact, Frank Miller's like, yeah, this idea for Illumina. I'm like, whatever you want to do, man. Like, you know, hopefully it's more Dark Knight and less Holy Terror, but uh, whatever you want to do, I'll, I'll, I'll look at it. <laughs> so let's 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 kind of go through your let's kind of go through the um uh the pledge levels on this for you yeah so so first of all you have your and i think that the same pledge levels are on this side right here correct yeah yeah so you have the digital edition right so okay my other question before we jump into this even sure. further is when you do this digital what because it's a treasury size What's your what what DPI did you make this in? It's a actually I think it's five hundred. It's not six hundred because I I I start when I looked at it um I didn't see much of a difference was when I zoomed in on stuff. So I was like, well, I'll make the file shorter, make it you know smaller. I'll just go for that. Hmm. And it's funny like um I did an art book before this with the same printer, and that it, that book's uh, almost like a vinyl record size. I forget what the dimensions are, and the deep. DPI and that was only 450 and it looked fine and the pictures, the images have blown up. And so I was like, well, you know, I can get away with uh, not doing 600 on even on big images. So right. I'm going to do that. So, uh, you know, the digital edition, it, I think reads great. You do, you know, you do miss out on the giant, you know, you know, rock concert event of like the, the print edition, but you know, it, some people are into print and I, that's fine with me. Also, it's it's cheaper for me. I don't have to ship it, so that's great. Oh yeah, yeah, the PDF version of it. Yeah, and then you have your so, but if you for for twenty two bucks, and I gotta say, twenty two dollars for a seventy four page treasury full full color. Yeah, treasury size thing. That's that's a heck of a deal right there. Thanks for you know, because I I was actually really concerned. I actually went to Facebook months ago to ask people if they would pay that because. I, you know, I would love to get it like 15 bucks or 12 bucks or something, you know, I just couldn't find a price point that made sense unless I was going to print like 4,000 of these things. It just, I couldn't, I, I would just end up, you know, it cost me a lot of money. Right. And so pe people, you know, it's, I think it is justified. It is like three issues of a comic, you know, if my comics cost five bucks each or six bucks and it's oversized, it all kind of makes sense. But, um, I, I'm a big stickler on, would I pay for this? And I, when I do a project, I always go, would I pay the, would I buy this? And would I pay the price? And eventually I was like, Oh yeah, I would like, it's an indie book. So you, you, I accept a little things costing a little bit more if they're indie. Cause you know, people don't have big companies behind them and it being giant size and the full color. I was like, yeah, it, it's, it's a good price, but it, you know, I would love it for it to be 10 bucks in every store in the world. I just haven't got there yet. Right. And that's kind of like your masthead one right there that's like the main that's your main pledge tier right there yeah and it's definitely the most popular and and you know i i have a, a lot of this this kickstarter i have a lot of new people who are buying all my my books there's a couple bundles but there's also definitely some diehards who have bought everything else so they they don't need anything else they just want to get the new book and i so i get that right and then you have here like your 47 one and that's where you have the serious creatures print edition as well Right. How many how many pages in the is in the serious creatures? Oh, it's like two hundred and twenty four. It's so big, 
it's six it's six issues and some of the issues are one issue is almost double size and they're all they all kind of run long and there's a lot of special features in serious creatures right. a lot of behind the scenes kind of stuff in the back and there's all these different essays so it's it's gigantic in fact when i when i sell out of that original print run i'm gonna redo it without some of the the back matter some of the essays just to make it a little uh a little shorter and a little cheaper to print hmm. Because luckily the Kickstarter, it all worked out. But uh, in the future, I, it'll make the Kickstarter version a little more special anyways. But uh, in the future, I'll, I'll be like, just go online. You can find those essays and st all the extra stuff. But this is just a, this the story itself. But it's huge. Wow. And then for $67, so an extra $20, bucks, um, you get also the Sears Creatures and the Lumen Print Edition as well. Right. And Lumen is, an, is like, I think, 120-some pages. It's four issues, and, and they're kind of big, too. And, and so that's kind of like if if you're new to me, and so this, a lot of people seem to be. This is like the kind of the Tony McMillan package. This is like the starter kit. This is like all the all the story stuff you can, all the comic stuff you can want from me is all all together. Wow, that is awesome. Oh, and and right there, and that's that also is an incredible deal for if you look at page by page count and what you're getting on that. Yeah, I, I think so. You know, it's one of those things. Like I, I'm a big Copra fan, and Michelle Fife, all his issues are at least 24 pages long single issues and i i took that to heart it's like well he, there, you know a lot of mainstream comics are, are 20 pages or 22 pages and if you go back in the day you know a lot of like silver age stuff is shorter than that and in, in the bronze age there's a period i think marvel did 18 page comics and so i feel like you got to give people a little, a little extra a, a little bit more right and that's good so that's that for what's exciting for you when you look at it from a from a person who does kickstarters there's 12 people back that that means that's 12 new 12 new yeah leaders. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, it's one of those things, too. Um, with my Kickstarters, I have yet to really, you know, get any mainstream press that's made this thing explode. I don't, I'm doing really well. But um, I have a lot – I have a really small but really committed fan base. And so, I, you know, I have a lot of people who have already bought the other books, so I really appreciate them getting the new books. So, but if there's 12 new people, that's amazing. I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. And then – so talk to us a bit about this. So this is also – you get the print edition, but you also get an original. Yeah. And, and so, and this one, um, it's basically, I have, you know, I've, I draw all the time and I have some good stuff, I think. And so I am going to, and, and this one, I actually, I'll, I'll pick out some original art for, for you. It's, you don't get the, it's not commissioned. So I have some stuff I, I I'm willing to part with. That I think is really good. So you, you get original and it's 11 by 14. It's ink on, on the paper on Bristol board. Um, and it's one of a kind. I mean, I, I don't draw the same thing twice. So you'll get something weird, something different, something uh, something probably unlike anything you've seen before. Hmm. And 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 with that, you also have the ability. But here's where you can actually get a commission work, though. Right? Yeah, exactly. And I think I make a joke about how you know don't don't feel like you shouldn't ask for Batman. I'm really good at drawing Batman. So it, you know you think that's too common. I love drawing Batman because I find like especially when I do like shows, sometimes people are like oh they're like oh let me think about something you know you don't get usually asked to draw. And I was like no no ask me to draw whatever I usually get asked to draw. Like I'm good at that. <laughs> so I'm like you know I'm like ask me to draw RoboCop or Batman. I can do those like and they're gonna look great. So yeah, the commission you, you but you can do anything you want in this one. You can you can ask me to draw any character you you can think of, and I'll do my my version of it. Okay, and so you have um, it says a the limited supply. So you have two backers already on that too. That's yeah, awesome. yeah, it, it, you know, uh, and some of the other the ones the other tiers are more limited supplies as they go on. 
but I think almost no nothing's been used up yet. So I, you know, there's definitely uh, there's slots available. Slots available. Oh, for then you got that was for yes. Yeah, so for a hundred, you get the headshot, but for two hundred, you get a full body yeah, character. Huh? Yeah, it, you know, because you know, headshots. It's you know a little easier. So I figure full body, a little more money, but you know, I'll make it really dynamic. I I I, I love drawing characters in motion and characters, you know, doing action and stuff like that. That's awesome. And then you have no, I can't remember in your previous. What did you have tiers like this in your previous Kickstarters? Uh, yeah, these ones I did. Um, the, but there is some stuff I did not do last time, which which is coming up, which I'm pretty excited about. And three hundred. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So talk to us about this here. So this is kind of so. Not, this is like if you uh, you get all the books, all the comics I've done, but you also get um. I, I think I have three different drawings, three different drawings come with it. Yeah. Yeah. So and it, I, like I said, I have a lot of art and I'm still creating lots of art every, almost every day. So I will pick out three gems for you and, and kind of set you on, on, on your path. Okay. And they're all 11 by 14. They're all, you know, very big. So if you look at that compared to what you'd get on here, that's, that's, that's probably one of the best deals on here though. I think it is because those books, as well as the art. I mean, yeah, you're 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 actually saving some money big time on that, right? And then you have your original, okay, original pages. Yeah. and there. this this is it's new to me. I've never I, I've sold a few pages just individually to people who, but I usually don't sell pages. But um, I was convinced by a good friend who's a, a professional artist. He's like, why don't you sell your pages? I was like, well, I don't know. He's like, what are they doing? And like, they're in my basement. He's like, they're just sitting there. He's like, yeah. And he's like, your book's done. I'm like, yeah. He's like, then you should have sell them. I was like, yeah, I guess that makes sense. And so I, I selected some of my, my favorite pages that I think would look great on a wall. And there's a bunch of different uh, uh, choices. I think there's 11 choices. Wow. Okay. Wow. And what's cool is like, you know, there's individual pages. And they're all 11 by 17. They're all huge. And I, I, I don't clean anything up. So you get the blue pencil. You have the white out on them. You have my thumbprints. I use thumbprints for my art. So there's like thumbprint sm sm uh, smudges, smudges. And there's also, I, I'm also selling two page spreads and there's some close-ups on some of the art. So you see like, uh, you know, you see like, the raw uh, right. kind of ore that makes comic books. And so the two page spreads are fun because they're 11 by 17, you know, taped together in the back. There's this giant kind of uh, almost mini murals. Wow. And so, you know, all those, are, I, I, I've only sold one page, but, uh, uh, you know, there's, they're very limited and, um, they're one get, of a kind. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're part of the book. Like actually the, what's the one I sold right there, which is one of my favorites. So the one below one? that, I'm sorry, oh. the one, yeah, it's attaboy kind of jumping. I use that image on the, the back of the book as well. And these are the pages that I just think look the best and kind of tell a little story all by themselves. Oh, that's awesome. That so and and, and so yeah. And so one of one of your one of your one of your friends told you this would to to do this then. Yeah, he sells. You know, he he's a he's a professional artist. He's like, yeah, but I do make some money selling my art. And he's like, you know, the book is done. It's been printed. So this is just collecting dust in my you know in his basement. He's like, if he's like, if someone willing is willing to pay for your pages, you might want to consider selling those pages. And eventually I was like, yeah, he's right. Cause you know, part of me has, uh, you know, this idea that, you know, maybe in five or 10 years, it's not unfeasible that my name might be a little more known and that these pages might go for more. But at the same time in five or 10 years, I'll probably be making more books. And so I, you know, I could part with some of this stuff. 
Right. And that's one of the benefits of actually having a physical copy of your your work is that right. you can sell that stuff. Yeah, exactly. But it's it's been fun, you know, and I, I actually like the idea of uh, someone, you know, take, you know, either putting it on their wall or looking at it. And you, it's, what's cool, I always love about original art is you can see like the choices, like they're right there. There's some blue pencil attaboy who's below the actual inked attaboy where I decided, no, I think you look better up here. And there's little things like that, which if you compare it to the original pages, you can see the changes or you can just see, oh, he whited this out. This is supposed to be that. I I, I love that kind of stuff. I, I, I poured over like the, um, the Dark Knight Returns artist edition and I love seeing like all the little, all the mistakes basically, and all the all the cool little you know things you don't see on the on the finished page. It's it's really fun to see behind the curtain. I think. Right. Yeah. Wow. And so so how does it so so when you do this? So I'm kind of curious about this from like a from a creation perspective. Mm -hmm. You draw this out, yeah, you know, yeah. You, you kind of sketch it out and then you ink it in scanner or you take a photo with your phone how does that work oh no I, I use a scanner you know and actually um i learned this from uh eric larson of savage dragon fame he was talking online and because i had a smaller scanner i was like how do you do those these giant pages like oh just use photoshop and there's a thing called automate photo merge so i scan a, a page four times or sometimes six times i click auto uh, auto uh, automate photo merge and it it can makes it one big image and it's seamless wow and so that that's that's what I do. And so, you know, that's uh, that's been the process so far. Um, and, and of course, I, I ink or I don't ink. I'm sorry, I color digitally. And so then I feed them into. Uh, I've been using a Procreate on uh, the iPad Pro, right. which is great because it has a stylus, so it's, it's it mimics kind of actually coloring by hand. And I learned that from uh, watching Tom Scioli, who uh, did. You know, I love his work. He did uh, Transformers versus GI Joe. And he did uh, the uh, um, a bunch of other comics, but he was actually coloring on that too. And I, I and his color looks very much like crayon and and, and watercolor and stuff like that. I I try to to make my look my, my uh, coloring emulate. And he was be he was able to achieve that with digital means. Mm. And I couldn't tell, so that made me go, okay, I can do this digitally, and and I think it will still uh, uh, approximate or achieve what the uh, organic look I'm after. Right. Yeah. And so, and, and so, but how do you, when you scan it in, what do you do to get rid of the blue lines? Oh, I'm sorry. That, yeah, that's, a, that's real easy. So basically there's, um, I don't remember what it's called, but basically there's, there's a little drop down that, um, it's a blue filter and anything blue, it just, it, it takes it away. And then you can, then I had to mess with some of the contrast because sometimes the blue line will be, um, will remain as a sort of a white line, but this, a slight adjustment on the contrast and then it disappears completely. Oh, and cool. that and that really saved me a lot because like I used to you know pencil uh, and then erase and I you know I you know, I'm really a really bad eraser or it just took a lot of time and it was really sloppy and every once in a while it smudged my ink and I didn't like it and with the blue pencil it just it made it real seamless made it real quick and it wasn't painstaking and so I love that right I gotta say when I I, I remember watching this you know kind of following this creation. Uh, so you had this going on because you mentioned, as I were talking uh, at the top of the hour, you were working on this around October. So you kind of started posting things about it. But you said so this was in your head because you already you, you mentioned you already had like an attaboy. Uh, yeah. Like, like, so how long have you been thinking about attaboy as a um, as a as a character? Yeah, uh, I, I, at least four years, almost from the from the start of Lumen. And funny, Lumen was gonna be my uh, video game manual comic book. 
Okay. It was, but it, it, it basically, when I was doing that, it, I didn't really, um, I hadn't cracked the code on what makes what will make that work as a book. And so I just made it a normal comic book. And um, think of it, Attaboy, I had this kind of character design. And actually, Attaboy's design, with Lumen, I, I kind of fell into, I like triangular uh, masks and, and faces. And I started thinking about, well, what if um, Esteban from Lumen had like a, he didn't have a mask, but he had sort of like a gambit kind of like head sock thing. And I was like, oh, it'll still be triangular. And eventually that became Attaboy's design. And so he's, it's still very indebted to Lumen. But um, I kept thinking about Attaboy. I was like, okay, this should be the video game manual book. But I was like, I don't know how to make it. Because initially I was like, it'll be more of an art book with uh, with sort of the format of a video game manual, but I'll just have, I won't be a comic book, it won't be panels, it'll just have like some prose and then some art. And eventually, which is pretty, it seems pretty simple now, but I was like, it should be a comic book. And it, which, which is funny, I make comic books that you think I would just come to that conclusion, but I didn't, it took me a while to get there. And once I, the, once I realized that, it all came together. And I kind of figured out the, the, the approach to it. Mm. But Attaboy, like a lot of things, I, I think about them a lot, for years sometimes and i'm waiting for one little piece to fall in place and when that falls in place and it's not that when that piece falls in place i know exactly what i'm going to do it just there's enough for me to go just jump off the cliff and go for it right and because I, I do some planning and i like to plot but i don't like to have everything so um tight that i can't um change my mind so yeah. I, just, I just i just need enough to get going i think and, right. and some, it takes years sometimes that because it just seemed like it went it was almost like just a, like a like a, a tidal wave of just creativity i just like it was like then you had this and then you had this and then you had this and all of a sudden like a few months later i'm launching my kickstarter i'm like wow that was really fast <laughs> thanks it's one of those things i think you know it did go kind of fast but you know it, the truth is behind the scenes i have been thinking about this a lot and one thing that help, helps i think is especially as a comic book um if you take take years you can draw a character and actually figure out how you want them to look visually. Mm. And like, like you, like a lot of books, you'll see an artist jump like John Byrne on X-Men and you know, he's good, but uh, maybe five, six issues in his characters start looking like, Oh, that's the, that's the Colossus that John Byrne draws. That's the Wolverine he draws. Right. It's like, he figures out what he wants to do with them. And that's even for me, that's the same thing. Like, um, I like Esteban from Lumen. Um, that was years before I finished. I uh, started the comic book. I, I drew. I kept drawing him. The early versions, the colors are all different. His his, his visual is very different. You can kind of see. You know, it's almost it's getting there. But it took me a while. And even by issue three or four, of that I think I figured out exactly what how I wanted him to look. Right. And I, I think that that does help. You know, I, if you take a little time and and figure out how you want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And we just had uh, our our mutual friend Greg just said that he's just Greg supported it today. Yeah, so dude, I saw that Greg. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Actually, well, you, you you supported it too. I think I think a lot, Barney. Yeah, yeah. I I like I there there like for me there is a level of nostalgia about something that I'm not sure. It's like what like you say. It's like like your uh, how you wrote it as your um as your log line. I think is fantastic. I mean, it's like that. It's like there's a video game from when I was a kid that no one else seems to remember. Right. That is a great log line. That's like that is like that immediately makes me want to go. I need to learn more about this. And then 
Yeah. Thank you. And that's that's one of the last pieces when I was figuring out how am I going to write this? I thought of that line. It's like, oh, that's my that's my in. That's how that's what my 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 kind of lens is going to be. And I'm I'm I really fixate on opening lines to to stories. And um, like serious creatures, I eventually when I was like, in when I thought of like the opening line is uh, in the end it was all the sharks fault. And I was like, oh, that's weird. That's that's kind of that's that's what I need to open with. I. So I think, you know, the entire story is important, but beginnings are really important. And if you have a line that can kind of get readers uh, to be uh, curious, but also kind of give a, a little bit of a hint about what kind of story you're going to get, I think right. that's the way to go. Right. <laughs> so, so, so real quick. So as I say, so we're congratulations on reaching your goal. Thanks. Uh, do you have, uh, do you have already on there? Do you have any, um, do you have uh, like uh, oh the stretch goals? Looking, yeah, stretch goals. No, yeah, I don't because like I yeah, basically like I thought about doing it, but I was like, well, the truth is like I've seen some Kickstarters thing they do really well, and they have a bunch of stretch goals, and then a couple years later, the author, the creator, will have this like a blog post going, you know, I uh, I messed up. I basically had to print a bunch of extra stuff, and uh, I didn't factor in shipping and then i lost a bunch of money so it's like you know it's like a you know don't do what i did kind of thing so i'm like i don't want to be that guy ever right and so i i did consider like doing some cool like um some stickers or what especially if it's video game that's like well, can i do some sort of like fake cartridge thing and eventually i was like stop like it, it's fine to just to have the comic book and have some you know cool original art and so uh, I'm not going to do stretch goals, so I'm sorry people are excited about that kind of thing. I'm um, not that creative. I just do a, a comic books, <laughs> but it's good. You know, people know what they're getting. I think which is which is good. It's like it's yeah. Well, also as as a consumer, I'm, I back Kickstarters a lot, and when there's too many options, I I, I do get kind of uh, overwhelmed. And so I try to keep it fairly simple. There are some, there are a lot of options when it comes to original art at the end of it. But you know, before that, it's like you know, you can get the book and get my other books. You can get some original art. I just try to keep it like you know, it's like when you go to a restaurant. If you have like to turn like four or five pages of, of a, a menu, that's a little bit much for me. I just like to flip it and figure out what's what's good on there. Right. Well, as I gotta say, Tony, congratulations on this. This Thanks, was man. fantastic. I'm excited to check it out. I'm excited to read it. Um, and Make sure come back on again to talk about your 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 new books that you're going to be pu putting out later. D thank you so much. I will definitely do that. I, I love being here again. I, I want to become a friend of the show. I want to earn the title. So that's that's the new goal. <laughs> you're yeah. I, you're the friend of the show. How about that? There you go. <laughs> oh, nice. Achievement un unlocked. <laughs> Achievement unlocked. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks thanks again, Tony, and uh, congratulations again on reaching your goal. Thanks, Barney. I really appreciate it. Here we go. And I was doing the math. You were on episode, I think it was 35 last time. And now this is... I think I got it. Yeah, episode eighty nine now. So oh wow, man, you've been trucking along. I've been trucking along, man. <laughs> yeah, is this is this year two or three of the podcast or the, of the show? Two. This is year two. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah, you've been. Yeah, man, and I think you're only you're like my second or 
third. I can't remember of my uh, uh, my being on twice too. So oh, see, I want to earn like friend of the show. Like next time, you know, like <laughs> we had. Uh, all right, here's my. Because every time you come on, my my intro for you gets a little bit longer because you already have something new put, posted. And... I like it. Yep. 